0: Locked on Jets podcast here on this Sunday. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com here to break down a New York Jets loss. The Jets fall to the New England Patriots 15 to 10 today at MetLife Stadium. They fall to one and two on the season heading into this game. If you listened to my shows during the week, I talked about how this was a very much a potential fork in the road moment for this team. Jets had a chance to go into a big game next weekend against Kansas City with a two and one record looking like a team showing a lot of fight, even without its quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Or they could limp into this game against Kansas City, one and two, with their season potentially on the brink. Because we've talked about, and this is this was true even before Aaron Rodgers went down, even if Aaron was the quarterback, how these first six, seven weeks are all about survival for the Jets and not falling too far behind in the standings, not letting negativity snowball. And this is a game that's going to be tough for this team to recover from, I think you know this is this is a bad loss. The Patriots came in 0-2 not a particularly dynamic team, not a lot of big playability out of their offense. In fact, the only really big play they made in this game was a coverage the Jets completely busted either Sauce Gardner or Jordan Whitehead failed uh, to execute a basic pretty basic coverage and a guy got left long wide open for a long touchdown. But This is just a bad football team right now. I think more than anything, that's what this game showed me. Yeah, I know there are players on this defense. The defense played pretty well. But there's more than one phase of of a team. And yeah, you can have a good defense and still be a bad football team. And right now, this New York Jets team is a bad football team. And it's because of the offense. And I think, unfortunately, you have to start at the quarterback position. You know, I try and find the positive. I try and find the silver lining. I try and hope for good things. And that last week, Zach Wilson, you know, I mentioned it on the show. There were some things that he did well, even in the loss, even though the numbers looked bad, even though there were a lot of turnovers in the fourth quarter, it felt like there was maybe like a half step forward for from Zach Wilson. The problem, though, is and this has been true through Zach Wilson's three seasons in the NFL. Whenever there's a step forward, it's always immediately followed by like two to three steps back. And that was very true in this game. Zach's stats, they were ugly. Uh, 18 to 36, 157 yards. So averaging 4.4 yards per attempt. I mean, a good NFL quarterback is going to get you over seven. Zach was at 4.4 yards per attempt. You heard it through the game. I mean, you heard the criticism of Tony Romo, where he's just not processing things quickly enough. He's not making the reads quickly enough. You know, last week against Dallas, I thought he started to show some ability to understand coverage concepts where the ball needed to get. There was none of that in this game. And on some level, I don't think you can blame Zach Wilson because it's been borderline malpractice for the New York Jets, what they've done at the quarterback position after Aaron Rodgers. It's not like this was a second guess that having Zach Wilson as your primary backup was not maybe not a great idea. I mean, the Jets sold us on the idea that Aaron Rodgers is going to mentor Zach Wilson in a couple of years down the line. Maybe Zach Wilson will be a good quarterback. Well, that's a couple of years down the line. That's not this year. And you made Zach Wilson one hit away from becoming your quarterback. And in Rodgers' case, it happened four plays into the season. But beyond that, to not have a viable guy you can go to, not to have somebody better than Tim Boyle you can go to, because we've seen Zach struggle, and we know that there have been games where you got to go to the bullpen with Zach, and they don't have anybody they can put in. It's, it's amazing because Salah will tell you in like the post-game press conferences or he'll tell you after during the week after a game, well, you know, we, could, we didn't really have anybody we felt comfortable going to. Well, whose fault is that? You got to go get a guy. You know, even if it's somebody who's not great, even if it's like a Carson Wentz who arguably is not better than Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson's struggling to this extent, you got to have a guy you can turn to. There's no excuse for this. I mean, I think going into the season with Zach Wilson as your primary backup was not a good idea for obvious reasons. And because it doesn't even match what the Jets were telling us about what they wanted to do with Zach Wilson. But to have Tim Boyle one hit away from going into the going into a game, or having Tim Boyle as your only option when you need to go to the bullpen, that makes absolutely zero sense to me. So as much as I'm going to blame Zach Wilson, and look, in year three, he doesn't. Once again, he doesn't look like he has command of where the ball needs to go. It doesn't seem like things are moving quickly enough as he processes defensive coverage. You know, any progress I saw last week, well, that's out. That's out the window. That's the thing about the NFL. Marginal progress gets wiped out by one disaster game. And that's what happened in this one. It was an ugly performance by Zach Wilson. I mean, this was so ugly that I feel like against the New England team that's not that good, against the New England team that doesn't have, again, no big playability except for when the Jets busted one coverage. I think a Carson Wentz wins this game. Just bad job by Zach Wilson, bad job by the Jets. And when I say the Jets, I'm not just talking about the front office because there are other places we have to look at this offense as we discuss its struggles and ahead here on this Sunday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast, recapping a loss to New England. We're going to go to some of the other problem areas on offense and why they may still continue to be problem areas. That's ahead here on Sunday. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. You know, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. The Jets might want to go to LinkedIn Jobs and uh, list a posting for quarterback because they certainly need to find somebody else who can play the quarterback position. Well, if your small business needs to hire somebody, you can create a job post in seconds on LinkedIn Jobs. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Jets is brought to you by DoorDash. Some of us put our grocery shopping off to Sunday night after we watched the Jets game And after a loss, it could just feel like it's too much. You don't want to go out. You just want to sit around, maybe listen to your favorite Jets podcast and vent about how frustrating it was to watch the Jets lose. Well, think about DoorDash. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost the local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries, just like you picked them yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 fee on eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership with easy easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order, up to a $20 value when you, you use code LOCKDOWNNFL at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNFL. And don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This is a special Sunday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast, breaking down the Jets loss. They fall to 1-2 and on the season as they are defeated by the New England Patriots, 15 to 10 at MetLife Stadium, a season that is in crisis mode right now. And you could kind of see the desperation on the sideline. It kind of seemed like there were points where frustration boiled over in this game, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Now, we've talked about Zach Wilson's struggles, and really there's just nothing good to say about Zach Wilson, his performance in this game, or the confidence this team has in him going forward, if only quarterback was the only problem. Now, quarterback might be the number one problem. Number two problem is pretty big right now. And that's Nathaniel Hackett. You know, the two most important people you you have on your offense are the quarterback and the play caller. I think you got to say that at this point in time, the Jets have a bottom five quarterback and a bottom five play caller. And you could even argue that maybe that's being too generous to them because the Wilson Hackett combo, I mean, they don't produce much for you. Wilson's having struggles making reads in the pocket. He's having trouble getting the ball where it needs to go. Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, he's so predictable. I mean. I almost want to make a bad joke about how in the postgame press conference, he called a first down run. And I actually don't love it when Tony Romo calls the Jets games, because sometimes I'll watch a game and I'll have an observation. and I think it'll be a great point for the podcast. And then he makes it before me before me. So I'm giving you secondhand information, but he was all over it. And he was right about all the first down runs and how, you know, you have to make life easier on a quarterback to by you know, being unpredictable. Throw on downs, they're expecting you to run and run on downs, they're expecting you to throw. And it's easier said than done sometimes figuring out which is which. But in this case, it was obvious the Patriots thought they were going to run on first down, and they just kept running the ball into like a brick wall. And then the one drive in the fourth quarter where they actually caught the Patriots off balance a little bit, the offense got into a rhythm because they were throwing on the early downs where they had favorable matchups. I, I Phil Sims at halftime, he pointed it out. There's nothing about this play calling that stresses a defense. The Jets never get a favorable matchup. They know they don't throw eye candy at a defense to try and throw them off guard to force them to make a bad shift somewhere on the on the unit and get a mismatch. There's nothing that puts a stress on the defense in this play in this playbook right now. Nathaniel Hackett's awful. I mean, I'm sorry. He's done a terrible job. And you know At some point you have to say, you maybe you wanted Aaron Rodgers, but when you make your coaching hires or you make your personnel moves, there has to be something other than Aaron Rodgers likes this guy and the Jets are paying the price for that right now. And I think, you know, it's a lesser problem at the wide receiver position outside of Garrett Wilson, nobody can get separation. And Alan Lazard's dropping, or maybe not dropping passes, but he's a big bodied receiver. Who's not coming up with plays the balls are, you know, hitting him in the hands and he's getting out fought for them. Randall Cobb is giving you nothing right now. Nicole Hardman's not even getting on the field right now. At this point, this offense, pretty much two things have to have one of two things has to have to happen for this offense to do anything. Either Brees Hall has to break a big run. And in this game against stacked boxes, he wasn't able to do a whole lot. And, you know, the run blocking certainly did not seem very good. I'll wait to see the film to fully judge the offensive line. But my first impression is that the new look offensive line you know, did, did not perform that great. We'll see what the film says. That was my first, especially in the run game. So either Brees Hall has to break a big run, which did not happen in this game, or Garrett Wilson has to make a big play. He has to, you know, make a catch and make a guy miss in the open field or something. If one of those two things don't happen, Jets aren't going to move the ball. You know, it's it starts with the quarterback. The number two problem is the play caller because Hackett's coming with just horrific game plans. He has no feel for the game, no sense of how to keep a defense off balance, no sense of I mean, this has got to be the least creative Jets offense I've ever seen, and that's saying something. And then the receiver positions below average, the line is you know, you're throwing three new guys out there all of whom are playing out of position or you know, not three new guys, so you're Throwing one new guy in there because Dwayne Brown went on IR on Friday. Uh, But you have one new guy in there. You have three guys changing positions now, though. You have Joe Tittman, who's a center playing guard. Elijah Vera Tucker, who's a guard playing tackle. And Mackay Becton moving from right tackle to left tackle. So I guess you know maybe you could say Becton's at least used to playing left tackle. But multiple guys playing out of position on this offensive line. Guys who have never played next to each other. Look, the defense is good. Special teams, I think, are solid. But if the offense is going to be this bad, it's going to drag the rest of the team down. And right now, I don't think you can say this is a very good football team. Yeah, you might be able to say one of these units is good. You could even argue defense and special teams. Two of the three units, the Jets are good. It's a bad football team because the offense is not giving it anything. And the defense and special teams, they may be good, but they're not good enough to make up for the lack of offense. Anyway, that's all for this special Sunday edition of Lockdown Jets. Tomorrow, we'll have our full show, our regular Monday show. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, and then special bonus episodes like this one as needed, uh, such as after games. Hope you enjoy your Sunday. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star review. If you're listening on a podcast source, or a big thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Enjoy, the, enjoy your night. We'll be back tomorrow to break this game down further.